The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. I am the founder, Sharon Kleina, of Biologic Aqua Research and Water Life Science. I've been studying for well over 30 years before I even began a company that does research now globally and owns intellectual property worldwide. In the description of water and your body water loss and the evaporation of body water loss from birth and evaporation of the atmospheric water vapor and better understanding of the water evaporation of our surface water, the fresh water, that is relating to all of your life. This show was originated over 10 years ago to bring a mission to all of you out there and who you can get to listen to our message that without water, your life is not healthy for your own internal body. Water, that is water. Your life is not healthy if the atmospheric water vapor is not healthy. The water on the surface of our planet, the fresh water, you will not be healthy. It will not be healthy. It'll over-evaporate if there's not enough. That is the mission to this show for all these years. And we have brought guests to the show from all over the world. We've been in Holland and and uh, England and and all over the world, Kenya, all over the United States, all over with guests coming on, that their world was studying your health, what we can do to be healthier. Because if you've noticed, diseases are out of control. Have you noticed there's no cures lately? There's over 10,000 diseases in the United States and only 500 medications. Something is wrong here. They didn't study what they should have been studying. Water in the body, water in our life, to study what is what was studied in the 1800s. In the 1800s, they knew more about looking for the cures and the health symptoms than they're doing today. Now, some of you and all of us might say it's because of money. Well, it was money in those days, too. They didn't think you could get intellectual property protection if you put a lot of money toward research and uh, technology into water. So they stopped it. Although they were learning, it was they were learning that water shows the symptoms of what the diseases are. Now follow me real quickly, and I'm not going to take as long today. 
I've noticed lately I've been taking quite long on my commentary because I get started in on teaching you to remind you over and over, the baby is born in the mother's water pocket. In that pocket of water during those months, the baby is forming organs to live, to come to the planet outside that pocket to live. From there on, with over-evaporation to dehydration to death, to try to slow that down. Inside that water pocket, each of those organs has a different percentage of water. Each of them are carried by the percentage of water to be healthy. Once that baby is born and that baby enters in to live in the water vapor of the air, the invisible water you don't see, that is what keeps you alive, is that water vapor. It is vital. Now, the water vapor, if it's over-evaporating, because that moment, that baby begins to over-evaporate body water because you're not in the pocket of water any longer. You're not snuggled in there to be protected from water loss. So once you enter into the earth to live with that water vapor from that moment on, you are beginning life to death. Diseases begin to uh, challenge you. Symptoms of all kinds begin to challenge you. You must learn. There's things that you have to do to be healthy. You don't want to contaminate the planet Earth because you're unhealthy. You don't want to contaminate other people because you're unhealthy. But they all react to each other with individual evaporation. When that person, that baby is born, there are now two eyes alike, fingerprints alike, and more. You even have a little different look. And, you know, I get a little tired of the word color. Earth decided that. Earth decides the color. Earth decides everything there is in cultures way back in time because of the beginning of time for that baby to begin a life and what was going on at that spot at that moment with the atmosphere. That was a decision. Earth made it. That's called nature. I remember way back when the word nature was kind of like something voodoo. I can remember it. Way back. Health food stores, voodoo. Nature paths, voodoo. Choir pactors, voodoo. People were being fun of, harassed, because they believed in natural behavior of how we are living. Well, guess who what? Those 10,000 diseases are proving without a doubt. We've got to bring that back to focus again. Now, I'm in the medical field. That's what I do. But I'm also in the natural field. That's what I do. They're together. We were the first uh, biologic aqua research Myself as the founder were the first ever to enter into the 100% medical field with 100% water, tissue culture grade water, to be able to supplement, to slow that evaporation down. We emphasize, I emphasize, I have a product sold into high-end cosmetics and high-end department stores right alongside of our Lauder family friends 
our Revlon friends, our L'Oreal friends, and I could go on and on. Saying water, water. The skin is 80% water. The creams are to trap the moisture, but they don't supplement water. Nature's nest face of the water is the only trade secret, water on the planet, to be able to supplement that with just a mist. It's vital. Melanoma's out of control. Then we decided, with its research came to me from ophthalmology and scientists, would you study the eyes because of that evaporation of water on the surface of the eye? Because the eyes at the surface are 99% water. So I studied it and I go, oh my gosh, your eyes are more influential, I believe, than the skin. Because when the eyelid opens, the over-evaporation of water loss of the eyes could contribute to what they're saying is the serious vision impairment, dry eye to blindness. What is dry eye? Dry eye is water loss. What is dry skin? Water loss. It's not the cream. It's not the word moisture. Moisture has become confusing to everyone. So I just want to say dry because moisture means water. It's never meant the cream, the lotion, the potion. You're confused. Water is vital to the planet Earth. The planet Earth has to have enough fresh water on the surface of the planet to be able to moisturize. Let's say the water, plant the seed, the water, to plant life. Water vapor then picks up from that water on the surface of the planet and begins to contribute to what is so important to slowing down the over-evaporation of all life on the earth with the water vapor being healthy. It must be healthy. So think this over. Water is vital. Without it, you are not healthy. You're buying time, playing a slot machine. It's like a lottery. You're playing the game. And, you know, I'm tired of those slot machines, and I'm tired of that game called Gamble. We're going to change that. We're going to change this whole planet and get the people together and make the infrastructure planning the number one priority of all infrastructure is going to be water planning, water first for everyone, everyone. So the earth can be here for eternity. People become healthier, and life then begins to develop with the word nature. It's not voodoo. I'm really excited today. We have a very exciting guest I've had on here before, Dr. Jerry Wild. He's been with Living Waters out of Texas for years. They have done amazing things worldwide. Living Water International has drilled 13,000 freshwater wells in third world countries around the world to make sure people have water. You know, I'm going to say this. Their governments are not doing it. Living Waters from America comes and does it with Dr. Wiles. So Dr. Wiles and I will be talking to you here in a minute. He's from North America Regional, he is the North America Regional Director of International Orality Network, President of Living Waters International. We'll be talking to him in a minute, and he's going to catch us up with what they've been doing with the rest of the world. 
We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. The surface of the eye is 99% water. There is only one treatment worldwide with a mist to be able to humidify around the eyes and the eyelid to supplement the problems of what causes the eyes to have vision impairment, to go to blindness, is the overreaction of dry eye. Dry eye is causing the problems of your health. And once you understand, it's like brushing your teeth, you must, must begin a habit of misting to supplement. And Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only product worldwide patented to be able to supplement to give you that benefit. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Weil. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Wiles, are you with us? I am with you, and it's well, uh, how, a real delight. How are you? How are you? you? Yes, how are you? How are you? What have you been doing? Well, we've been doing more of the same. We've been helping people get clean, safe drinking water and um, sanitation, hygiene, and all the things that come with water. Of course, uh, as you know, and one of the leading experts in the world, you know how important it is. By the way, we've now completed, uh, I just noticed on our website, the current number, we have uh, 17,811 uh, oh. water and by the end of this year, we'll be over 18,000 water projects we've completed. So it's been a, a real blessing uh, and a privilege to be a part of, of saving so many people's lives. And, oh, my. Uh, of course, in oh the water my. sector now, in the global water issues, uh, there's something called WASH. It's uh, water access, sanitation, health, and hygiene. So when you start with water, wow. then you can do the other things. But uh, unless now you have water... Now, let's tell the audience, Dr. Wiles, a little bit about you personally. Uh, uh, tell us about your past and how you got to where you're at today. Well, you know, I um, went into the Air Force right out of high school, and I served in uh, Pakistan and Japan and traveled in 30-something countries. So I grew up in, in North Arkansas, uh, the son of a, a, a Southern Baptist preacher. And so I, um, and during those years, I didn't have uh, much of an awareness 
you know, I tell people when I traveled um, in the Air Force, I discovered the rest of the world is very different than North Arkansas, which was a great uh, <laughs> discovery. So uh, after the Air Force, I was in, um, of course, went to college on the GI Bill, and I was involved in a various, I got a black belt in karate when I was in the Air Force, so I, oh, I karate in the Institute, and I had a... So I had a variety of experiences in those years and then my, in my college years and seminary years, and I worked with uh, some sales and marketing. I was a sales manager. I sold books, and I was involved in uh, some other business endeavors, getting through college and seminary. And then I served with an international Christian publishing and broadcasting organization uh, out of Tennessee for many years, uh, Bible Pathway. And I was in the academic world. For about 15 years, and then I was recruited uh, in uh, 2003 to serve as president of Living Water International. And mm-hmm. they had just, uh, in the early days, uh, just getting going. We were a $2 million operation at that time. We're now close to $30 million annual. But uh, wow. so I've had a, a privilege of having a variety of background experiences. I spent uh, 12 years with uh, Houston Baptist University. We are an international, interdenominational work, so we partner with a lot of different groups from uh, the church, corporate world, uh, United Nations, USAID, working with mm-hmm. various governments in the countries mm-hmm. where we work. Um, and so uh, in 2010, in our growth and succession planning, we have a new C- CEO, president and CEO, and uh, so I've transition from doing about eight or ten things to doing about three things. So I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I've stayed on full-time as president emeritus. Uh, most president emeritus go away, but I'm still involved, just doing a few things, mm-hmm. fewer things. So mm-hmm. uh, just in this, this past August, I've transitioned again. I'm now uh, still involved with Living Water as a uh, part-time consultant, but I've taken on a role as the North America Regional Director of the International Orality Network. That's a new term to a lot of people, but just has to do with oral cultures, oral learners, the people of the world who can't, don't, or won't read or prefer to learn by means other than written instruction or print-based media. So uh, it's very Mm -hmm. important to understand how people can receive and process and communicate beyond our modern Western literate Places, mm-hmm. but really how do people uh, in different parts of the world uh, communicate, how do they learn, behavior change. So all those things, there's many academic disciplines that we'll not have time to get into, but that's mm-hmm. a, a thumbnail sketch of my journey. Mm-hmm. My goodness. So when you're active in the oral network now and you're still with the living waters, so with living water now, uh, tell us, because you know the focus that I got to know you with is the contribution of that all of you have done. Yeah. I'm doing what I do is bringing the water education to the world of how important that is. What, tell is so us a little important. bit about why Living Waters originated itself. Yes, well, Living Waters started in 1990, and it was as a result of a group of people in the greater Houston area they made a mission trip to Kenya, and they were there to do some medical work, some build some churches, and uh, some other mission activities. But when they got there and spent some time there, they found out the big need is for clean, safe drinking water. At that time, I, it was probably 1.5 billion people on the planet. 
that uh, did not have access to clean, safe drinking water, of course, two-point-something billion without access to, to basic sanitation. So the people there realized that that was the big need. So they had some oil and gas people there, people involved in drilling uh, for oil, and so they came back and got their heads together and began to think about how they could address the, the global water crisis. So um, one of the men, uh, one of the founders, was involved in the oil well drill bit business, and he invented a shallow well soft formation portable drill rig called the LS100 that you can take into remote areas and drill water wells in places where they don't have access to electricity, uh, the roads are bad. So uh, that kind of got us started in 1990. Um, so we've grown uh, exponentially uh, over the years, and uh, uh, we've been able to train and uh, serve and support a number of other organizations. Actually, a good number of water solutions organizations now have been founded as a result of, of Living Water. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we're probably the leading uh, faith-based water solutions organization in the world. So we partner and mm-hmm. do collaboration with a lot of other organizations doing various mm-hmm. things related to uh, the water issues. The Millennium Water Alliance, uh, we were instrumental in starting in 2002. So we've had some uh, interesting uh, opportunities and continuing to grow. Where do you think in the world is the worst, the worst, the whole planet has got a water crisis everywhere as far as having safe, clean, consistent, sustainable water mm-hmm. uh, available. Uh, they didn't, they've got to get people like yourself and myself have to move faster. They've got to get this out there quicker. Yes. Um, with uh, where do you think it's the worst spot out there that they there hasn't been enough activity to make possible well, the life saving benefit of water? Well, Africa. There's several regions in Africa where that it's really the most desperate situations. But of course, mm-hmm. uh, also in some Asian countries, East Asia, South Asia. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of it is uh, related to political issues, uh, armed conflict, uh, terrorism, and different things like that. So there are different challenges in different parts of the world. So we're, we're working in the need, with the neediest of the needy people where mm-hmm. women are spending uh, hours a day walking to carry water, and often it's contaminated water. So the, a, a lack of clean water affects uh, health, uh, of course, and sanitation and hygiene as well as education social justice issues, um, just basic livelihood. And, but when you think about um, uh, the people that are, you know, the, the disease and poverty, where there's the greatest amount of disease and poverty, that's where you find that, the least access to a safe water supply. So if you bring water, <laughs> and then we uh, focus on integrated water solutions. So with the water is focusing on sanitation, uh, health and hygiene, and education, and then the education part is where the orality comes in. Right. But you can't just go pass out literature and give people PowerPoints and that kind of thing. You have to communicate with them and educate. You have to communicate based on how they learn, how they process information. Mm-hmm. That's where the the orality based uh, communication and now I'm following you on that orality. You know that's something that's sad. I have on in my yard. These little, I collect these little, these statues. They, 
of kinds that where the person the the create the, the it's reading a book and and I every time I run into I'm in a store and they happen to have a a statue of any size that's reading a book I don't care if it's a tiny little rabbit believe it or not I have a little rabbit reading a book we've got to get people back to understanding there's something else important besides reading you've got to talk you've yeah. got to communicate like you and I are doing today, not right. just by email, not just by text, by talking to our uh, people around the world, individualities to each other. So we get to a, a tone. You get yeah. to discuss and have a conversation of orality, yeah. of what you want to talk about. It's not just going to be lazy on, on paper and type it out. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's lazy. I, you've got to get to know, you know, like years ago, doctor, um, I used to say to the doctors I was involved with on my team and other doctors that I was involved with, cancer doctors and surgeons, and I said, when you go to the uh, patient's room and you talk to a patient, do you go look at the chart first or are you going to talk to the patient first? And they looked at me and they said, well, I guess we're looking at the chart. I said, No. Go and talk to the patient first. Yeah. Look at how they're, look at their eyes, look at their skin, watch their tone, mm-hmm. watch their gestures, get to know the person that you're going to be looking at the chart about. Mm-hmm. And they thought, you know, that is, that is truthful. The yeah. doctor cannot help somebody just by reading a chart. Yeah. You've got to get to know, and it's the same way with what you're saying about orality. You've got yeah. to have a conversation. And, and people in different countries that are, uh, let's say, don't have the privilege of their government making sure that they're healthy, need to hear that you're there to help them with the words you're saying, not just literature. Yeah, I think uh, there's a book that's been written. I'm not too happy with our government officials worldwide. They caused this mess. They were being elected to what? Priority should always be water of the infrastructure first. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's a big need. And uh, what you're saying is exactly right. The ideal form of communication is having a conversation where people can talk and ask questions. You know, of course, body language and expression, all that's a part of it. The oral arts. Okay. So there's a new discovery that uh, the orality arena, uh, dealing with oral learners, oral cultures, oral traditions, better understanding that. That's the way people have learned and communicated, the most effective ways that people mm-hmm. have learned and communicated mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So anyone doing anything related to communication or instruction, building relationships, uh, there's so many applications to this, and helping people to know about the importance of hand-washing, for example. So our hygiene mm-hmm. training is designed that way, using stories and using action learning mm-hmm. principles and uh, uh, show and tell. So you can't just mm-hmm. hand people a, a pamphlet, you know, or mm-hmm. give them a, um, a manual. Uh, you know, you've got to engage with them and understand mm-hmm. the nature of the more relational communal oral cultures, which most of the people of the world would be oral learners by necessity or a preference. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you one that was, as we're talking about that, that you can relate to is uh, I have a doctor. In fact, I bring up Dr. Pollock's name all the time. His name is Jerry Pollock. He's a scientist at University of Washington. They found a fourth water in the body, and they're convinced that the body is a battery, doctor. 
And the battery of the body made up of water is communicating electrolytically with the water vapor of the air. That's the NI study, is the evaporation for that to be electrolytically. If you, can you imagine at the beginning of time when life first began because of water, it started with water, and the electrolytic ability for the, for the life to be able to communicate if they only were writing something down, that is not electric. The body has to be the battery that it's been made to, created to be of nature, communicating with the electrolytic ability of the water vapor that keeps you alive. That communication is a conversation of yes. life with the nature of our life yes. together. Did you follow me? <laughs> I agree, and I appreciate your uh, research and knowledge in this area because it's so—it's a missing ingredient in understanding how we're going to solve the problems of the world. Of course, there are different problems uh, in the North American context in the modern world, but there are water problems all over the world. Different, there's different issues, and it's going to become. All the experts are telling us in the next 25 years, it's going to be more serious. Of course, it's pretty serious right now in different parts of the United and States. And I'm not too. I'm going to tell you, Doctor. I've been very upset. I was asked if I wanted to be on the United Nations Committee by a group of women out of Holland. And at first I thought, you know, that's where I could probably get my message of where I come from because I'm in the technology world of over-evaporation water studies of Uh the human bodies, over-evaporation, and the evaporation of the atmospheric water vapor and Uh the over-evaporation of the fresh water on the planet. As it came closer and closer... I knew I couldn't do it because I can do it better on my own with time to get to these officials worldwide, leaders worldwide, personally myself, and not get caught up in the politics of, because I believe every priority of life on the planet should be water first, never second. If I have to have a highway or some infrastructure that is, you know, whatever. I think that water can create a lot of jobs, too. If they decided to focus on water as a priority, as an infrastructure, investing in that, that can create a lot of jobs also. Because it's it's a catastrophe. And without it, the diseases, doctor, we have 10,000 diseases in the United States. Around the world, it's unbelievable, the diseases. They, they, the only way you can find them, like Dr. Pollock and his team said, and I've said, you've got to study water to look for those diseases. Yeah. doesn't mean it's a whole, but it's a number one. And inside that body of life and living with the organism of that water vapor of life, earth, yeah. nature, and, you know, one time I was rushing through an airport and I forgot to take my darn glasses with me. So I had to rush and buy a gift shop really in a hurry some glasses real quickly to read with on the plane. But all of a sudden I saw this book on the cover. It said this little girl, it said this thing right on the cover of a book right in front of me as I was buying my glasses. Mommy, where can I find God? Uh And the mother says, in water, honey. God's in the water. Now, now you can explain that too. 
Well, you know, uh, water is mentioned throughout the Bible about 500 times in the first chapter yeah. and the last chapter of the Bible. So in our yeah. context, as a faith-based organization, we deal with both the, the, the physical and the spiritual aspects of that, where Jesus talked about living water. But one of the things you there might you be go. interested in, when we started first uh, the Millennium Water Alliance uh, back 2002 and three. Uh, we discovered that there were seven different uh, United Nations agencies dealing with the global water crisis, and they weren't yeah, Dr. Wiles, we have to take a break right here, and we're going to come back with those agencies. Okay. I want to hear that. So we'll take our only break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Don't go anywhere. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist. The surface of the eye is 99% water. You brush your teeth. I hope you drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. You're eating properly. You're breathing the water vapor correctly, I'm sure, every day. But the eyes were overlooked. The eyes must have a supplement to be healthy. That's why they came to me years ago to study the evaporation of the eye causing vision impairment to blindness called dry eye. We'll listen to our sponsor with just a mist of tissue culture grade of water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Wild. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Wiles, you were telling us about the agencies at the United Nations that you uh, wanted to teach us about. Well, I'm just going to explain a little bit about the problems and issues in relation to the political uh, arena because uh, seven different agencies that uh, United Nations that were dealing with it back in those days, and as a result of the, uh, the creation of the Millennium Water Alliance, um, Malcolm Morris is actually one of the founders of Living Water International. He'll be a great host on your or a great guest on your show sometime. Oh, I'd love to. Can help me? Can you help me do that? I can send you his contact information, but Malcolm Morris okay. serves as the chairman of the Millennium Water Alliance. He's, he's probably one of the leading scholars, I would say, on the subject, and he, uh, of course, involved in living water all these years, but he leads that Millennium Water Alliance, which is about a dozen organizations, a big, huge organizations, some dealing just with the humanitarian side, World Vision, CARE, many others. 
but they coordinate with UNICEF, UNESCO, and other UN agencies, and uh, United, the uh, USAID, and other government entities dealing with the water issues. So he would be very helpful in understanding some of those issues. But we've made a lot of progress because um, about $1.5 billion without access to clean water back in the, the 90s, it was, uh, I think, $1.2 billion when I came uh, on with Living Water. Uh, we're down now to 600, 663 million people without access to clean, safe drinking water. So it's been cut in half, basically, in the past 12 years. There's still a lot of people, and that's, that's still a large number. But there's been real progress made in bringing... Uh, clean, safe drinking water, and education, uh, hygiene, education, and sanitation services to the neediest people on the planet. So that's, that's a huge impact in, in millions of people's lives. And, of course, we have trained and partnered with numerous other organizations. So uh, the Millennium Water Alliance is a major, uh, a major force in dealing with the water issues. Okay, um... But back to the, I, you know, I know you have to be so careful, but I'm not. I think the politicians of our planet need to have, we have to have more relationships, yes. public relations campaigns, sitting down with the leaders of those countries, of those regions, of those communities, of those neighborhoods, and sitting and finding out the water education, what is yes. happening with each one of them. It's kind of like the president-elect recently in the United States. He went around to all these places that nobody really went to, and he got to know where the people were coming from. What are they thinking? What are their complaints? What do they need? What do you need for your family's table uh, in your neighborhood? That's what we need to do in water. We need to get around and make it a focus to have gatherings, huge gatherings on the focus of what makes Earth last for eternity, what gives the nature of healthier planet, healthier people, uh, uh, education, and wanting to live a new lifestyle of wanting to be healthy. And if you don't want to be healthy, you're not going to want to be behind water. But if you do want to be healthy, water, let's say water life science will be your focus. You'll want to use it. You'll want to participate. you want to be making sure the earth is a healthy place to live and that every living person has access to safe, healthy water. And it won't be a question. It'll always be the number one priority of all infrastructure. Yes. Well, over the years, we've met with heads of states. We've met with uh, ministers of health, ministers of some countries have a minister of water. Some have, of course, uh, ministers of uh, dealing with different issues. Water relates to pretty much all of it, you know, the agricultural development, all that. We've met with many government officials. And when you meet with them and you ask them, what are the top three needs in your country? Most places, water will be in there, and sometimes it will be the number one need. But... Yeah, you're exactly right. In, in the international diplomacy arena, uh, we need to ask more questions and listen and build relationships and discover ways that we can help and serve each other. And I, I'm hopeful that we'll see more of that in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it's just a big, it's just a big challenge. But 
you know, we're making some progress, and there are many encouraging mm-hmm. things happening. What have you learned in the United States? Have you noticed that it is not on a priority list with even people in their homes? Uh, there's not thinking. Now, if the home doesn't have water, of course it would be. Like in Northern California, there were some, there was some areas that didn't have any water. The children had to go to school with clothes that were not laundered. They were not able to flush their toilets. And obviously, they could drink bottled water, but not from the tap. Uh, around the United States, what have you been learning about the uh, outlook and the attitude, let's just say, about water here? Well, it's, it's a very different kind of need here because, uh, for example, and I, I haven't done the details on this lately, but uh, compare the number of gallons of water the average American uses with the average European and then look at the average African. We use so much water. I mean, people where we work in different parts of the world cannot believe that we use water for washing our cars and watering our lawn and filling swimming pools. So water conservation is going to be extremely important in the future. Uh, unfortunately, big changes sometimes don't happen until crisis times comes. Hopefully, it could be dealt with ahead of time. But dealing we want it to be issues, proactive, Dr. Wiles. We've got to make it proactive, right? Yeah. Well, there are friends, and you know, we're working with in Washington D.C. in the government, high-level officials, members of Congress, that are concerned about these issues. But it's a big challenge to push legislation through and get things done. So. Those kind of things are going on. We have people in Washington that we work with on a regular basis, and that's where Malcolm Morris would be able to help you. And I'm, I'll get you connected with him. I'll give him a heads up, but he would be a great mm-hmm. one to, to deal with that part because he's dealing with it all the time. He's been a head of a major corporation and a, a very astute businessman. Um, but it, we have to deal with it at every level, from the, the villages where they, they just need water, uh, a hand pump is going to change the community, Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also need to deal with it at the, the global political um, area as well. I need to tell you something that I found, and I've been studying this for so long. My world and what I study is the only technology doing what it's doing in water. It's studying the body's water, the human life's water, and the evaporation of that human life's water living with the water vapor of the air and what is happening with those diseases and symptoms and complaints. And understanding that when I go to speak at groups about the body and water and water itself, you could hear a pinfall because I approach it even with children and adults, organizations in the healthcare field, medical, a different approach. And they're going, you know, we, they forget if your body is water, and you're evaporating, and the earth is living with water, it's evaporating, and you're living to stay alive with the water vapor of the air, and it's evaporating, oh, my gosh, we better take serious water. See, all of a sudden, they take water very serious with that education, doctor, because they can understand, oh, my gosh, the nature of our body water loss water evaporation to severe dehydration, causing diseases to death. And Jerry also, blindness. When they brought me in years ago, because I'd been studying the evaporation of the skin and the concerns I had of melanoma, 
sadly, I was right. I was right. I just wish I wasn't. Melanoma is out of control because they found you can get in the eye, you can get in the brain, you can get in different organs. Because of this evaporation problem we're having, water loss in the body. But they brought me to study years ago from ophthalmology research the evaporation of eyes because they thought the eyes are evaporating that way. Mm-hmm. So when I studied the surface of the eye is 99% water. Mm-hmm. That eyelid opening, when that baby is born, that evaporation begins at that moment of beginning of all breath. Mm-hmm. Now, doctor, in the womb, when the baby is forming all those organs, percentages of water per organ, the brain and the eyes connect at the same moment of breath. Why did nature do that too? So that if the eyes are not getting enough water supplement from the water vapor to be able to be healthy and not over-evaporate, the brain can be co and kick, kick in and support it. What do you think is happening with water loss at the surface of the eye individually? Because there's no two eyes alike, no right. two fingerprints alike. We're all a little different, look a little different, and so on. What do you think happens to your emotions if your eyes are dry? Well, the brain has to kick in. Yes, uh, I have had some personal uh, knowledge of that in that my, my wife has had some issues with dry eye and she takes some um, medication for that. But she's, she's uh, scheduled to have surgery to have one of her eyelids raised up because of uh, a droopy eyelid. But, but we found out in, in the process, getting educated on some of those issues, <laughs> that... You learn uh, a lot about water. It is. You know, that's what I'm leading. It's when yeah. I go to speak to a group from my world, all of a sudden they're going, oh, my gosh, we never thought about it, water that way. People have been taking water for granted. Yes. They're not realizing how earth, you know, uh, usually at the beginning of the show, I'll even go through, and I didn't today, where earth had that water clear around the whole planet in a mist. It was evaporating in a mist, clear around the whole planet. The solar system and the planet, it's slow movement through those billions of years, but all of a sudden, an evaporation happened in the water vapor. It became a heavier evaporation called droplet, came down the rain. Where we're at today is really no different other than we found that the body has is made up of water, the earth is made up of water, the water vapor as a planet living with this solar system of water vapor is you don't want it to all just fade away to death. So people have to realize that the nature of all three of those things is the, the nature of your health. What is dry eye, doctor? It's only water loss at the surface. What is it? What are the medications going to do until you're supplementing that surface. Yeah. Well, if I you're think not a lot drinking enough water in the uh, body, you know what I'm. We, we people are not thinking. Well, there's they're a, not there's thinking. A bad solutions to the problem, and I think a lot could be done uh, in prevention if people are educated properly. So oral, if we're back pre- to oral. And understanding, right. then people try to solve the problem later with treatment, and the treatment is not always uh, the best <laughs> treatment, of course. Well, the reason they brought me in is they proved that the eye drops were causing it to over-evaporate. 
Uh-huh. But that over-evaporation is because of moisture loss, water loss. And right. it has to be supplemented. Mm-hmm. So, like brushing your teeth way back in time, they found that if you brush your teeth every day and you do it properly, you may not have cavities. But if you're misting every day to supplement the surface of the eye, you may be able to slow the vision impairment and over-anxiety. I had on from Mayo Clinic one time a doctor, and he said, Sharon, we're convinced the prisons are full of people who had horrible dry eye at birth. And their anxiety of what happened with the emotions connected to the brain were overdone, overtaxed. We're going to find out that water on this planet is a priority more than the obvious. We must make it an infrastructure sustainable priority. And yeah. they don't understand it. And, uh, yeah, anybody who you can suggest that you... Right, cause you well, we, we work so with a lot of experts people. in different areas, and uh, so I will send you Malcolm Morris's contact information. And I'll let him know okay, because okay. he would be a great one to fill in some of what he is doing. Uh, all of us know right. something. We don't all know everything, <laughs> but uh, but I think what you're doing is very is so important and and giving people an awareness and educating them on those issues that have so much impact effect on us uh, personally. So we're dealing with, when we deal with the global water crisis or even the water problems in North America, people need to know that uh, we can't just continue to use water the way we have and expect it to be there uh, in the future. We've got to change many, many practices and policies uh, in this country. And you know, there's some other things I've thought about when I've studied some of this is proactive, but... Why do the children and adults have to wash their clothes every time they wear them? Can you imagine how much water that takes? Mm-hmm. Electricity? Uh, the other one is every time they take a shower, sign a towel to, in a wash rag to each person. You don't have to wash that every time. Right. There's certain simple things that are pr- very proactive that are very important to learning how to do it. But you're back to your, I think you're brilliant on that oral. Yeah. Because I've had a big complaint even with my team, my staff, and everybody. They want to email. They want to do all this stuff with reading. I love to talk to you. I want to talk to the world. I want to have a conversation. <laughs> but I'm the company old school doctor. I'm 75 years old. We yeah. have to talk to each other. <laughs> Well, it's a missing thing that I, I'm, I'm encouraged that, that there's a little bit more awareness of that, but just having conversations in community, you have a discussion group to talk about this, these issues, and people get it better than just passing out some manual. But I think you know, one of the things I discovered years ago when I searched on the global water issues is uh, studying about water history. There is an association, a water history association. Scholars have given them their, their, their study you know, scholarship to understanding the history of water, but then, of course, understanding the, the makeup of, of water that's on the planet now. So uh, there's so much that we need to know and understand and get down to practical application. Well, I found myself in the last, since we, you and I talked when this recession came along, I was advised by my mentors in the United States, glue behind your desk because what we have going and what I was trying to do, and 
and I haven't been able to get out and do what you had invited me to a couple of things that I really would have liked to have gone to that you had big group gatherings and conferences. But when this thing finally gets me behind the desk, Dr. Wiles, look out, world. <laughs> well, uh, our website, what are done? And I, I'm very blunt. I, I, I'm very blunt. I'm not very, I'm, I, I have always been a well-mannered person. But I'm going to say bluntly to the world, you cause this, you got to do something about it, and it has to begin right now. Yeah. You can't be waiting any longer. Yeah. Now. Well, you might look at some of the articles on uh, the website. Water.cc is the official website of, of Living Water National. You'll find some current information there, a lot, of, uh, a lot of good research and just practical things and, of course, stories and impacts of, of mm-hmm. what's, what's happening. So I, I think... Uh, mm-hmm. um, we can be encouraged that, that we're making some progress, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we'll see more in the future. Now, what's in your future? What, do you, where are you, what are you up to? Well, I'm going to be uh, cutting back from some of the international travel. I've been making uh, six or eight international trips a year, about 10 or 12 domestic trips. So I'm going to be cutting back from my international travel. I'm going to be doing more writing, speaking, uh, producing radio programs. I'm going to be mm-hmm. doing more coaching and mentoring, consulting, that kind of thing. So... I'm, uh, I turned 70 this year, so I'm told that we should... Yeah, you're still young. Yeah. Told <laughs> I'm older should... than you, but that's okay. We Doctor, should... my mother always... Everybody used to tell me you're not old enough to know that enough, and I always think I was hoping I could grow old enough to know enough. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, some of my mentors were active in uh, business and ministry and into their mid-90s, so that's what I'm shooting yep. Is, That's uh, what we're going for. I'm not Dr. Not... Pollock and I, Dr. Pollock, you'll have to listen to it. I People have been hearing this on my show. Dr. Pollock and I had a uh, show on August 22nd. You can have to go look that up uh, on, uh, with Sharon Klein at Power Water, August 22nd. We were talking about he and I studying through the years and other scientists in water. We could probably get you up to 150, Dr. <laughs> Well, I'm going to I'm going to you like to do that. <laughs> long run. So, I, you know, I'm not retiring. I'm just uh, refocusing. So, I'm going to try to be smart and pace myself for the long run. Good for you. We have That's an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> That's an algorithm. That's pacing. That's yeah. how this earth began with lots of patience and, yeah. and taking some time. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. It was fun to have you back on again. My it's been pleasure. a while. And if yeah. you ever, and, and yes, anybody who you think would be a good uh, guest to come on to the show, okay. uh, email that to Polly for us. Okay, I'll do that. The, and uh, we'll try to get them on because we're, we're, we're uh, into our, we're soon starting our 11th year. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you're doing great well, thank work. you. Appreciate it. Well, thank we'll, you, uh, and you are too, all we'll of you. Look forward God to keeping bless. Okay. God bless thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank be you. Be well. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Well, as I told you, um, you, uh, listeners, uh, through the years, uh, my commentary gets a little lengthy, but it's keeping everyone reminded, like Dr. Wiles and I were talking today, that water issues are more than just the obvious. It's not just the river, the stream, the lake and the ocean is salt water. It's not just the planet, earth, soil. 
And remember, when you cut off the spigot, the soil is going to turn to sand. That doesn't have the life in it that soil has. Soil draws to the water vapor of the air for healthy reasons. So don't cut off spigots. You must learn that your own discipline, your own outlook on water for the future to come is also going to be so important for the longevity of eternity. Let's bring it back to focus. But you can't do it without water. And we need every one of you to be learning and thinking. And it's like Dr. Weiler said today, let's be oral about it. Let's don't just write it out and be lazy, hand out a brochure, and have pick up, uh, stick up a sign. Those signs going all over the streets don't work for me. You've got to get in the meetings. You've got to call meetings. You've got to get into conferences. You've got to get it out there orally and let people meet with you and sit down with you, respect you, that you took some time to, to go and sit down and bring a group of people together and learn to be educated. I want to thank you for listening today, but embrace, embrace your life. It's a very special life to you, but also embrace somebody else's special life. And remember, it's all in the power of water. Earth has a secret. Don't forget to leave something of yourself. Don't take it all with you for all the eternity and generations to come because they will know you cared. I want to thank you for listening, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Hour.com.